Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Our Creative Souls edition of My Creative Corner 3. This is the podcast where my sister and I share all the things that we have been crafting. My sister Nancy will not be joining us this week as she has been ill and had an injury, so she has not been able to do any updates. Last week, if you listened to My Creative Corner 3, you will know then I was on a staycation. And on this staycation, um, we did go do a couple things away from the house. And we did some yard work, including cutting branches down because the trees on the border of our property were taking over. I also updated the fairy garden. Now the fairy garden had all the houses placed. I was so happy when I found six fairy lights to go across and through the flower boxes that I use for, it's a raised flower bed for my fairy garden. Um, All the plants died in my Rivendell section of my Lord of the Rings themed fairy gardens, but I did find a miniature pink rose and it fits perfectly I happened to go to Hobby Lobby and I also found a swing to go with the metal and more ornate arbor that I had in that garden. It has a gazing ball and those three pieces are white, kind of representing the elves in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And then I decided to move my little hobbit house down to part of that garden and in the other boxes I have a little acorn house with a little hedgehog in a swing and then I have a stone church that I bought at Hobby Lobby this year also that I put in the Rivendell section but really and truly the whole the whole one two three four five boxes now there's six boxes. Six of them are the Shire with hints of the other elements of Lord of the Rings. I did not do Mordor or um, have the Eye of Sauron, which I threatened to do in the past. But you never know if I run into the right um, accessories, I may do it. I have a little tree and I have a lot of miniature plants Um, some creeping thyme, miniature sedum, as well as um, some other plants like uh, Scottish moss. And I'm trying to think, um, the biggest problem I had, oh, I had some blue fescue grass and a lot of mini hostas in there with the, one of the boxes has a small Um, pine tree that I keep trimmed but it is a miniature tree so overall I'm very pleased Um, my raised boxes surround the limestone patio that my husband laid and behind that is my cottage garden 
with a gazing ball. And I have a couple of um, metal uh, decorations or ornaments on long poles that are in the fairy gardens and in the gardens in the back. So I'm very pleased that they are all up to date and all of the pieces are out. And I think I have a final arrangement. You know, the other part of what we did on the home improvement front was um, Operation Curb Appeal. It's a multi-phasic project. The first thing we did was last summer, we removed the overgrown bed with all the woody stemmed plants that had intertwined with each other. And this year, um, since the bed laid empty last year and we got rid of it, all the weeds and all of the excessive things we didn't want growing in there anymore, we took from the cottage bed, I had a yucca plant that had about six babies or runners on it, and we placed them in the bed. So it goes yucca, autumn joy sedum, yucca, autumn joy sedum, all the way down. And then we remulched part of it. And on the corner of the house, um, there is a tall Asiatic lily and a perennial geranium. Now, as this grows, I may add a few more things, but I don't think so. I think I'm just going to add some rocks that used to be in the bed that my father collected on some of the local jobs he did at farms um, when he did landscaping and lawn maintenance. This inspired me as I went to Hobby Lobby and I picked up a few um, fake flowers. They're basically succulents. And I updated all of my fairy gardens that I have in the house. I have one at a big teardrop shaped glass terrarium. And it has a, it's all um, fake plants, plastic plants, but they look real. It looks like a little tiny hens and chicks and a I think it's a bromelia or a bromeliad family plant. And then it has little wood chips and moss and stones in there. And a little heart that's uh, wooden and it says love. Now the big terrarium that I have, you lift the lid off and I have all of my mushrooms. Some of the things that my sister made, and we have a tutorial on how to do mushrooms. I have some blown glass uh, mushrooms, a birdhouse, a ceramic mushroom the succulents, um, rocks. I even put wool, um, green wool roving down with the bromeliad and I have a gazing ball as well as a little fairy in that terrarium and some of the moss. So I really was pleased and it inspired me to try to make fairy garden Christmas ornaments. I have a pack of clear Christmas ornaments and I tried the wool roving with the succulents in it and it's okay. I'm not thrilled with it. I need to make three more to balance out my ornament tree and I want to make them uh, fairy garden related and I have more of the succulents and some of the other tiny pieces I can pop into that ornament. But overall the, that was one morning of just playing around with resetting and updating all of the fairy gardens, the indoor ones and the outdoor ones. But the star of the show for the week was one of my co-workers bought a Cricut Air 2. I'll put a picture of it in the show notes and I will um, put some photos of the things that we've talked about also in the show notes. And I bought, I bought vinyl at Hobby Lobby when I made the trip. 
and transfer tape. And I eventually went back and bought a new mat for her to have because I'm a quilter also. And my craft room is full of thread and strings. And I got her mat all full of strings. It still works, but it isn't pretty. She bought this and didn't use it very much because she's been busy. I spent hours on my staycation being entertained by this cricket and I totally want Santa to bring me one because the longer I played with it the more I realized you could do. It is the cricket what has a bluetooth to your computer or your um, mobile device. It has a design studio so I spent the weekend um, three days before uh, I could get to Hobby Lobby playing with the design studio and truly that is 90% of your learning curve. I picked a font for my quilt on and be creative. Um, my blog's tagline is one stitch, one block, one row at a time. I created um, all of the, that with the fonts and I found a bunch of free things because remember I'm testing this out. I didn't want to buy a lot of stuff and it's a cute little two eyes that are closed with eyelashes and a smiley face and I thought that would look cute on a little um plant uh, it's actually a terracotta pot that I have um I could see that on a ceramic mug I bought a steel thermos and I put the one stitch one black one row at a time on there on one side and on the other side I put quilt on put quilt on on my quilters planner as well as another tumbler and it was so much fun the more I did I I put house numbers on my mailbox. I got to get a razor and peel the old icky ones off. And if it weathers well, I made a quilt on in white to put on the rear view mirror of my car, not mirror, the rear window of my car. The other thing that I did that was so much fun is that um, at the end I decided I had a piece of wood in my uh, craft room that I was going to paint like a little mini um barn quilt you know a quilt block on wood and mounted on the house but I don't have paint I'm really not good at it my hands aren't steady so I used the Cricut I, I cut out the house numbers and on one side I had it vertical with the house numbers on top with the big mushroom underneath and then I decided well it's wooden and I can always flip it over so I did it horizontal with a row of scalloped lacy looking um a border with tulips and hearts with the two one or the numbers on the top. I'm not going to give you my street number. Um, now I did have a failure. I decorated my um, can't glass canister set with ovals with numbers and I thought that looked cool but when I put them on it it looked like eggs and I didn't like the egg look. So I peeled them off and then I found another really cute um, vinyl sticker that I put on there that had curly cues on it, a little modern, a little traditional, and they're on the canister. So just, it, they're black and it looks great with my granite countertop that's black. So I did quite a few things. And then the last day I had that Cricut, I got thinking, you know, there's a pen that you can put in the printer part and it can write cars or all kinds of things and it took me a while to figure out how to change from paper to vinyl as a knob. That's easy, but how can you get the 
image to go from cutting with a razor blade on the mat to drawing. And I realized it's just a couple clicks on the design studio. So I could say is that there are lots of YouTube videos out there by independent people as well as the Cricut company that were incredibly helpful. Um, there's a book that came with the Cricut that was okay. But in most things, there's a big learning curve and lots of questions. And YouTube was my friend in that. I really, really um, enjoyed doing that. Um, I put some fabric on that sticky mat and the marker. And I made a couple of little bit, they're probably four inch uh shapes that I had it draw out and one of them is a little bird and one of them was quilt on and the other one is a floral thing now what am I going to do with that because I previewed this on our creative souls Instagram and I want to say I'm going to take those ink drawings and I'm going to use embroidery floss and I'm going to embroider them um maybe outline stitch or fill them with other decorative stitches that I know. And um, then I'm going to use pinking shears and I'm going to just like cut a rectangle or a square out around the shape because I didn't leave humongous amounts of fabric around it because again, this is test pieces. I think I may have to put a fusible interfacing on the back of this, it's 100% cotton quilt fabric and give it some stiffness when I embroider them. And then I'm going to applique them or since they're gonna be pinked on the edge, straight stitch them on to either a block for a quilt or maybe for a bag, or maybe I'm just gonna do it and hoop them up and make, wanna make a wall of nothing but hoops, uh, wooden hoops of embroidered designs in them. And I have a old embroidered cross stitch on the landing going up to my second floor. And I thought, wouldn't it be great? They had these circles of embroidery in them because I think it will look very, very cool. And the last thing is I took a big plunge and I made one of the stickers that kind of looks like a quilt block. And I put it on my computer. Now, the one thing about working with vinyl, I found that... You have to print it, then you gotta pull the excess vinyl off the sticker part because it's sticking on one side. So you pull it off and you realize you have all these little parts. So you have to put what's called transfer tape or it's really like packing tape over the vinyl and then you peel it off. All sticky sides now are on the back of that transfer tape. Then you put it on the surface that you're putting your vinyl sticker, then you burnish it on and you have to, it's really tricky trying to get that tape off without pulling the vinyl up. So I learned a lot about, sometimes that transfer tape just has to be wasted and you carefully use tiny scissors and cut all around and you have to pull that transfer tape from all different directions, even after burnishing it with a little, a tool where you rub it, as they call it burnishing. Um, and certain surfaces um, release that transfer tape easier than others. Um, the hardest thing was the steel tumbler because it was curved. And, you know, the more you use it, the better you get. And I did this um, knowing that it was going to be an experiment 
And um, I, I even decorated the back of my cell phone with quilt on explanation exclamation point. And underneath it, I put be creative. This is how I sign off all of my podcasts. So it was a lot of fun. I will have to say that um, you can make cards, you can cut um, all kinds of, of die cut types of things out in paper, multiple um, media, you know, it even looks like you might be able to use leather. Um, it'll score it and it'll do all kinds of fun things. So I think I could get a lot of fun out of the Cricut. You can even make your own iron-ons for t-shirts or bags or whatever. And I thought, you know, I could go absolutely bonkers with DIY stuff. Um, I was, was thinking of borrowing it because um, my son's wedding's coming up. And I thought maybe there would be a couple things that I might make to help with wedding decorations. But lo and behold, when I started talking to my future daughter-in-law, she had just bought a cricket and she was making her own things. And I thought, good for you. She saved a lot of money um, doing it that way. And I think it's going to be an absolutely lovely wedding. Just, just lovely. So, you know, that was the cricket took up a lot of the week, but I continued to work on my macrame wall hanging and I didn't get it dip dyed. Oh man, you know, you just run out of time. It took me a lot longer to macrame. Um, what I it's going slow because it's very small cord. So I've been working on that. I'm going to try the dyeing this week, and I've been rummaging through my house looking for buckets and where I'm going to try this dip dyeing. So that will be another episode talking about the dyeing and how it went and if the cord absorbed it and if it gave it an ombre effect. All these things are what I am hoping will happen when I do this. Um, you know, what else did I do? You know, we dreamed a lot. We had a friend over and we dreamed about uh, remodeling the kitchen and bathroom and bringing the washing machine dryer up from the basement into one of the closets that we have off the kitchen. We also have oh, a little bit of a slow drain in the kitchen and it has to, it has to do with the way this house was engineered uh, over a hundred years ago and um, it just never it never had plumbing like this when it was first built so it is is a slow drain right now so we're trying to make a solution for it and we we talked about several different ideas of reconfiguring where the sink would go um I'm not sure if that's going to happen this summer but it might have to because the sink is draining very slowly if the pipes can be rerouted to a better way I would like to leave the sink where it's at which is by the window overlooking the fairy gardens um and I really would like to get the washer and dryer. Uh, my hip has really been bothering me. And to get into the basement, you have to go down old root cellar stairs. And I just can't do that so much anymore. And unfortunately, the bathroom is a um, time capsule to the late 60s, early 70s. And there's no finish on many of the tiles. And the bathtub has got to go. I took a little slip in there this morning and um, a lot of it has to do with me trying to climb. Well, I'm not climbing. I'm just trying to step over the tub and that was when the disaster happened. So we have got to figure out a way to do it in phases so that we can afford it and pay for it as we go. 
and there was a lot of dreaming, a lot of dreaming, a lot of chatting in the cars, uh, car trips. Now, if you want to hear about that, I did do a little bit of chatting about that um, last week on my creative corner on where we went. And you can also read all about it on the blog, you know, where we went, some of the exciting things we saw, and the beautiful things of nature that we saw. I just can't believe how beautiful uh, Michigan is. Really, there are times that I, in February, I get, I get, ugh, cabin fever, we call it. It's the Michigan winter doldrums is another thing. In February, we've had months of gray days and snow. You don't even, I don't want to talk about a hundred and some inches a year. However, the beauty is that the summers are usually relatively cool. We've had one well, Memorial Day weekend. It was in the 90s, even here, and our air conditioner broke. But that got fixed, and it's been lovely to have central air. It's not been terribly unbearable outside, and I've been enjoying being in nature as much as I can and catching a few sun rays. Um, I did get a little bit of sunburn because I am very pale, but it's been marvelous. I also had a dream of trying to start some visible uh, mending, they call it, as you know, on some patches on an old jean jacket and then embellishing it, but I ran out of time. So that's still on my list of what I want to accomplish. So being creative, it made the week fly. I had so much fun. And because I was moving and up and about and exercising all the time, my hip did not bother me once. But as soon as I went back to work and had to sit in a chair for hours at a time, yeah, it started up a little bit. Um, hoping that that it, it just slowly heals and I'm going to try not to get frustrated. But having that week off from work and spending so many hours just creating. I didn't worry too much about the house. We did a little bit at a time on the yard and I did start a new quilt because I got bogged down on one that I was working on. And, um, you know, it, it's just fun to go places and be inspired and then come back and play around with the fabric and the media that I had, um, going through my embroidery floss and, uh, just being inspired. So it was a very inspiring time to get out and really, really look at what nature and places have to offer. But I also was very inspired by um, one of the car shows we went to because the color and the shape and the forms of those vintage cars, I took a lot of pictures because it was very inspiring to me in some of the things that I want to try um, with embroidery and things I want to try with color. Uh, just, you know, it just gave me a view of things a little bit different than when you're home all the time to get out and see things in a different light. Also, I take a lot of pictures because that helps me remember, number one. And number two, it really forces me to look at the car, let's say, from all angles. 
and look at the shapes differently from just walking by and taking a glance at it. I did the same at the historic village we were at and I was able to get some photos of detail things like decorative door hinges that were very, very ornate and doorknobs and artifacts and things that were just pretty in color and in shape. Are you like that? Are you a creative person that likes to look at things? I like to go to museums and do the same thing. So being inspired was really a big part of this staycation as well as all of the new things that I tried. I would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast and I would like to welcome any new listeners who joined us today. Next time will be more about quilting and the progress that I'm making on my Will You Be My Neighbor quilt as well as some upcoming quilt alongs that I'm going to be part of this summer. I would really enjoy having you join our online community. Please leave a comment on the website mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I'm also asking that if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It really does help me in getting the word out to grow our community. I have a newsletter that comes out twice a month, as well as a patron page, all of which you can get information on the website. I would like to really encourage you to take time to be inspired. Really look at those things around you. Maybe change your environment by going on a little trip or a nature walk, just to get a perspective of something a little bit different. And maybe look at colors and shapes a little bit differently because you know everything is extraordinary and nothing's ordinary I love that I've seen that on the internet and I just love it I hope this podcast has helped inspire you to be creative have a great day everyone